0: Vetches Media presents
1: Donald Trump was a,
2: a stain on our I country. I'm someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm So said. help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches <laughs> Sub Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman.
0: I'm Brian Russell Smith.
2: I'm Sammy Sage. And if this is your first time tuning in, the Bedjasa Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your three funniest friends, which is, which us. is us. Which is us. Happy, happy, happy Monday! Our first Monday under the Biden administration.
0: Oh yeah. You look oh yeah. That-
2: I've been thinking
1: about it all morning. <laughs> Same. Every every moment that happens, I'm like, this is the first Tuesday at two thirty <laughs> under the Biden administration. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I was thinking about it a lot yesterday because I was like, these Sunday scaries, they're a lot less scary.
0: Well, you know, that's, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I realized that every morning I've been like bracing my, I usually like brace myself for something. And I'm like, why am I like bracing myself? And I'm like, oh, because something usually Uh crazy happens every single day of like every minute. And I'm just like, I'm ready to discover it. And I'm like, nothing, I'm not discovering anything like too crazy. Exactly. like I'm not scared. I'm not like I'm scared, but you know what I mean? Like I'm not like, oh my god, this is the end of democracy. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, I'm just sort of like what what I feel once now that we've lost the like sort of urgency, like the freakouts, like the what's going to happen in the next 5 minutes mm-hmm. feeling. Now I'm like, oh my god, this pandemic is so traumatic and fucked Shit. up. Like I'm really living in the pandemic <laughs> yeah. now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah, I mean it's, you know, we're just moved on to the next most urgent
2: problem Mm -hmm. um, after the the president
1: being insane. So
2: Um, I've been seeing a really funny meme of, do you guys know that parasite meme where it's, you know, the guy driving and then the wealthy lady in the back on the phone. I've seen a meme where it's like the wealthy lady in the back of the phone is like, I'm so glad we can't, we don't have to talk about politics anymore. (laughs) And (laughs) that is how it feels. It's like that's eliminated, but holy shit, are we in a bad place? Oh yeah.
1: I mean, there's still like really bad crises, but there's just, cascading crises yeah Yeah. right exactly literally it's just that it's a little it feels a little bit different when you when like the person in charge isn't actively causing them anymore that Mm -hmm. is like it's hard to understate
0: ignoring them yeah yeah
1: Yeah. i mean i would argue causing them literally Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) yeah no that is like a massive improvement
0: um both my parents got the vaccine over the weekend so that's really exciting so exciting yeah Their their first dose yeah they, they both got their first dose they're over 65 from new jersey my mom made an appointment online she went my dad wasn't able to get one because like the website was like it was she said it was like getting concert tickets to a lady gaga concert like you <laughs> know when they go mom. on sale well because me and my mom love lady gaga and she always gets wants to get lady gaga tickets we were supposed to go last august but corona oh and uh and then my my so my dad just went with her and she was like one of the last women's and they're like if you just stick around we might have like one that we can give you. And then they did. And they just I've gave it to my dad too. I've heard of that happening
2: too. a lot.
0: So that's, that's exciting.
2: Yeah. My mom or excuse me, my sister and my dad are both healthcare workers. And as of last week, they're both fully vaccinated, both doses. And I was telling Sammy, I didn't realize I had like a very emotional reaction to that. Mm-hmm. And it just makes a huge difference when it's like, it's just two people in my life. I don't have to worry about dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're completely vaccinated. That's totally. amazing. Oh, I want to yeah. be vaccinated. <laughs> I know. I guess we should just hang around the Dwayne Reed yeah. at the end of this. Is that what we're supposed to do? I mean, my friend literally
1: did that in LA. She was like, "What time do you think I should go if they close at 5? I was like, "Go at four <laughs> And then she went, and she's like, "This isn't gonna work. No. Like, it's it's apparently like very common that um, but she has like a pre pre-existing, preexisting thing, so mm-hmm. it's sort of like."
2: Yeah. Just give us the back. Give us the shots. Give us the shots. Give us the shots. We need some shots and some arms. This looks like it's starting to move a little bit quicker than previously, but it needs to really pick up to have the impact. I mean, we're the amount of people dying per day is outrageous. It's, it's, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's, it's like, it's, it's hard to comprehend.
0: You know, we need to be able, I need to be able to like sit in an Uber open the window as I'm driving through Yankee stadium, get a yeah. shot. And out. Just,
2: yeah, exactly. I, did you guys right. see it? Arnold Schwarzenegger get his.
0: <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> he got it. And then he goes, come with me if you want to live.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: Right. It's like they're, I'm just waiting for it to be like happening at that scale because it's not possible to reach the metrics that need to be reached at the way it's going. Like, you, they need to set up mass vaccination sites. It's not an option. Otherwise, they will not hit these numbers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As you guys can tell, Sammy watches these very closely and is always aware of them and definitely covering it on Morning Announcements. So if you're not subscribed and following that, you best be to get your updates there. I know she is constantly watching and checking the state-by-state breakdowns.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at, like, a lot of charts. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Lots of charts all day. The
1: conclusion, is, the conclusion is that it's not going fast enough, and it doesn't really take a genius yeah. to, you know. Except for to, like, yeah. West
2: Virginia, right. where they're doing great. They're doing great. So let's get to some of the news today. We're going to look at what the Senate in particular has on its plate this week, and then we're going to have a discussion about the media in this post-Trump era, and specifically look at one anecdote over the weekend and just look at the media's overreaction and indulgence of the MAGA mindset and why that is so dangerous. So the new president, vice president, and congressional majorities they're getting cozy in their new digs and moving forward with the work of the nation. The Senate, as I mentioned in particular, has a lot on its plate. It's preparing to hear testimony related to Donald Trump's impeachment. It's working to confirm President Biden's cabinet nominees, and it's negotiating urgent relief for Americans as the coronavirus pandemic, as we said, continues to keep millions out of work. 10 million fewer Americans are working today than they were about a year ago at the start of the pandemic. 10 million. And that's not even the worst it's ever been, or it doesn't account for people that have voluntarily left the workforce. It does not account for the full scope of people who are not earning income right now. So let's start with impeachment. Impeachment managers will walk over the article of impeachment to the Senate at seven tonight. I can't believe we get to watch this again. Oh my God. I forgot that entire thing happened when, um, I guess I was listening to a podcast and they were
1: talking about that like process. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, we're, we're doing that again. again. It makes it feel more serious. like to me at least. So I'm like, great. Like, let's, you know, do the march or whatever.
2: Yeah. It's a really, um, it's just, you see the impeachment managers do it and you're just kind of like, good for them. Like it's a big, it's a really meaningful moment in your career. I mean, it's not a lot of Congress people that have this moment in their career, but now we get two sets that got to do it. Nancy could pick all of her. She could put together two teams this time. Yep. Uh, And a trial is now set to begin on February 9th. Senators reached a deal to push it back to give Trump's lawyers more time to prepare and space to confirm Biden's nominees. Republican senators have a new tactic for dodging their party leader's responsibility in the January 6th Capitol attack. They're questioning the process. Some Republican senators said over the weekend that it would be unconstitutional to try former President Trump when he's already left office. But another senator, actually a lot of senators, are totally dismissing this. One in particular is not a Democrat. The man Republicans chose as their leader in 2012, he shared his thoughts with Dana Brash on State of the Union yesterday. And this is Senator Mitt Romney. Let's listen to him on the constitutionality of convicting after President Lee's office.
1: Many of your colleagues, I'm sure you've heard,
0: argue that it's not constitutional to convict a president who is no longer in office. Do you agree with that?
2: Well, I've read a number of law review uh, articles, and I think if you put aside the, uh, the partisan uh, uh, columns, if you will, that are written in various publications and look at those uh, that are written by, uh, by academics, you'll find that the preponderance of the legal opinion uh, is that a, a impeachment trial after someone has left office is constitutional? I believe that's the case. I'll, of course hear what the lawyers have to say uh, for each side. Uh, but I think uh, it's it's pretty uh, pretty clear that the effort is constitutional. Yeah. Right back at you, Mitt. <laughs> I just love how you can you can see like Mitt Romney's not being a lawyer showing because he's like, I read a lot of law review articles, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that this is what it means. <laughs>
1: He kind of sounds a little like Jared Kushner yeah. like I've read 25 <laughs> books about the Middle East that's so what I that's exactly
2: what I thought too.
1: Okay, but regardless like Mitt Romney has I'm sure many lawyers on his staff. Of course. You can Look, there's literally one fucking memo that says you can't indict a sitting president and yet we're all acting like that is like the god's given law. So yeah. it just sort of seems like It's in the Bible. Right, exactly. Like, it's just, it's like, oh, it was brought down from the divine. You cannot indict a sitting president. Like, it's just, yeah, they act like it is that, that like, set in stone. But, I I mean, this seems like one of those things where, obviously, you're going to argue that you can if you believe in uh, consequences. And you're going to argue that you can't if you don't want to impose com- consequences on Trump and his fellow coup making republicans and they
2: don't want to <laughs> reveal what their choice would be they think if they just say well we can't even have a trial then they'll never have to publicly express one way or the other and it deal would with be the convenient well, very w- convenient. what is so mm-hmm.
1: infuriating about that is that you know that they all pushed it to go after after yes. biden was inaugurated because they knew that they were going to then be like well you can indict me. you can't re- convict someone who's not even the president this is why we were so so eager
2: right this is why afterwards everyone's like we have to do this now we have to do this now Maggie Haberman of the New York Times tweeted this morning she still is in touch with Trump contacts that he's thrilled that this is taking so long because he thinks that he's much less likely to get convicted now than if it was immediately after because he knows this is a very strange case in that the witnesses or that the jurors are the witnesses they were the victims they were there like the farther away they get from this the less likely they are to convict and it, it seems to be working I
0: actually I don't, don't think, think so. that's... I yeah. don't think
2: that that is the logic.
1: I don't think that's why they're not doing it. I think they're not doing it because they're cowards. They were sure. cowards two weeks ago. They're cowards now. They'll be cowards tomorrow. I don't think that it's because it has taken more time. I think they are equally cowardly all the time.
0: <laughs> I think also that the... I think it's, you know, in, in like trials and jury shit, like in like real life, like this is real life, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like there is time to investigate The amount of people that were in and out of the Capitol and they need to go through all of those people. They need to, they are going to, and they are going to have time to acquire more evidence. And so I think that more and more things are going to come out as they continue to come out. Did you read that article in Washington Post this weekend about how one of the Capitol rioters was getting Facebook messages from someone saying, like, he said he's Facebook messaged someone saying inside and then he started getting messages about where people were and where the congressional people were and where they were going. He they had layouts and plans. And a lot of these people have been arrested and have all of their, you know, shit being combed through. And I just think it's going to be kind of like holy shit, like so much evidence and it's going to be broadcast, you know, like we're going to see it. And I think that it's going to be like I think it's going to be a lot. It's going to be evident. That shit was bad. <laughs> yeah. That it was it was an attack, you know?
1: I mean, I do happen to think that Mitch McConnell would convict him because it is obviously the more strategic move, but Mitch McConnell never wants to be on the losing side. So he'll only do it if he can find 17 or 16 other people to do it with him. Mm-hmm. And so far it seems like we maybe have two. <laughs> um mm-hmm. like so I don't I mean It's hard. It's hard to tell. But I guess this kind of leads us into our next conversation.
2: Exactly. So there is more at stake with this vote than just if Donald Trump becomes the first president ever convicted. The outcome could determine basically the future of the Republican Party. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So after helping hand control of Congress to Democrats who are moving forward with his impeachment, Donald Trump is further destabilizing the Republican Party with possible plans to create a Patriot Party supporting MAGA beliefs as an alternative to the Republican establishment. While tacitly threatening to create a third party, Trump is also urging MAGA supporters to primary Republican lawmakers as Republicans who didn't support his effort to overturn the election. I don't know if he can do both things at once. Is he going to start a third party or is he going to primary Republicans with his supporters? But the bigger question is, do we think that the rise of a Trump-motivated party or force depends on this outcome? Do you think if Senate Republicans don't protect Trump here that he will encourage his supporters to turn against the party, that this is what they're all maybe weighing right now is how how this can end to preserve the biggest proportion of their party that won't be lost to Trump. Right. Trump is the party. I mean, the, sure I do
1: think that that is their calculus but they are delaying the inevitable. Like they're like they they think that they're helping. They think that that is going to like help them to continue to enable him, but like you actually just postpone your own agony and make it worse um Mm. they yeah the the smartest thing they would do would be to sideline him as much as possible as quickly as possible and all unify against him
2: and that will weaken the base but they think they need the base they could
1: also probably let's be real they could probably also pick up like a bunch of center-left people yes in the future because the left wing, I think, is moving more left, more progressive, they could, they could form a party that is like Republicans who didn't want to go full MAGA. The, po- the
2: populists. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Like they could get the Republicans who don't want to go full MAGA and then like center left people who maybe are turned off by like defunding the police and those sort of talking points. So like, I don't know. If Maybe they should listen to this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They don't, like, it's like, they, and it's interesting because they never really seem to want to, like, in in swing states, they're not trying, they're not appealing to new voters. They're just trying to get less people to vote, you know? And so, like, their, that strategy is not going to work for much longer just because of changing demographics and all that stuff. So, you would think that they would sort of realize they do need to sort of position, reposition themselves. But also, I think it's like... I think it's too late. Like, you know, you guys fucked it up for yourselves, like, really bad, um, by a, making this guy your party leader and aligning with his like crazy shit.
2: As Lindsey Graham said, if we nominate yeah, Donald Trump, it will destroy us.
0: I think that there's like, I think no matter what they do, we're gonna have crazy people like these Bobarts and Marjorie Taylor oh. Greens p- primarying and coming into Congress and eating, eating the Republicans up. I don't know. And yeah, they're
1: they're really fucked either way. It's just a question of do they fuck the entire country? Also, uh-huh. that's and always how the badly question. do they fuck the entire country? By refusing to like stand up to this, it's not even like an an opinion or like a political ideology. It is a criminal enterprise that is against the rule of law. That does not that try to overthrow the American government, almost a three hundred year old government. Like it's not a party. It's not a party. It is a cult of crazy people who believe that RFK Jr. is alive. Like I can't. I like, know. I'm sorry. Like they're insane. Like yeah. like I I. I Yeah. This is not a real party. No, it's not a
2: party with, like, valid political interests that we have to... Like, what are they going to do? Have a lobby that, like... And their lobbyists promote the idea that, like... (laughs) That JFK is a frog or just whatever they want. Right. Like, what are they going to lobby for?
1: There's no no ideology. Like, (laughs) Mitch McConnell and all these other Republicans, like, yeah, they obviously suck, but they actually have, like, a policy that they're trying to, like, allegedly accomplish, even if it is just, like, kill all the poor.
2: It was funny to hear Mitt Romney. (laughs) Mitt Romney also on State of the Union was just trying to say, you know, here's how Republicans sort of reunify against or in the vein of the things that we still have and he was sort of searching for things to come up he was like you know like how kim jong-un is bad like that's all he could realize like right we i think we're all with you there i think we're all with well, you. trump like
1: wasn't he was like we get along right. great we love each other he wrote me a note. And-
0: yeah <laughs> right in
2: exactly yeah. i mean russia uh, it's quite something that Republicans are tearing themselves apart like this. We're doing, Democrats are doing nothing. They're just doing it themselves. Representative Matt Goetz is literally going to Wyoming this week for a rally against Liz Cheney, who is a member of his own party, who is part of like congressional leadership for his own party. He's holding a rally against her in her own capital. He can never run there. He's from Florida. What the fuck? What are they doing?
1: And, like, she is as Republican establishment as gets. Her Liz father the fucking vice president got us into the, lo- the a lie of a war. Like, you don't get more establishment than her. And this is what he's doing. Okay. Like, if, if this is not, like, if, if, if Republicans can't read the fucking tea leaves by now, like, I don't even understand, like, what they're doing. Like, I don't understand it.
2: You don't even have to read the tea leaves. It's written out right in front of them in in clear ink.
0: I mean, just like go ahead, Matt Gates. Go Go hold a rally against Cheney. You know, I I don't like do it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options? Feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea; They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes— Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homeschef.com slash feverdream. That's homeshef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream.
2: You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So speaking of far-right attacks, the media and politics world were up in arms over the weekend after the New York Times fired a freelance editor after a far-right Twitter campaign against her. Lauren Wolf is a celebrated reporter who was working freelance for The Times. On Inauguration Day, she tweeted that she had chills watching Biden's plane land. She had also tweeted something about former President Trump not offering Biden a plane, but she deleted that, as most reporters do, when she got all the information that actually Biden wanted his own plane. So that's, that's, that's a detail that might be relevant later. She, she did delete one tweet that she had up that was factually inaccurate. She just tweeted that she had trills. A lot of journalists tweeted similar things that day, that it was just good to topple a dictator. Glenn Greenwald, who, if you didn't know, has not shut up about the plight of cancel culture for three years, flagged her tweet and basically heralded her canceling, said it's exactly what journalists shouldn't be doing. After this, Wolf was harassed and trolled by far-right Twitter trolls. This happens a lot to journalists from every, it happens to us, it happens a lot from journalists from every establishment. Until the New York Times reportedly ended her contract, allegedly as a result of this tweet and the reaction. This was according to Yashar Ali, who is a reporter. After widespread criticism for this, so basically, media, Twitter, basically gave her a big hug and was like, this is insane if you fired her over this tweet. And there was no reason to believe that wasn't the reason for the firing. There was a huge campaign against her, really bad faith attacks, and... After widespread criticism for this, the Times is claiming that it didn't end her employment over the single tweet, but declined to offer further comment. However, it's important to note that the paper of record, it didn't defend her. It didn't provide security resources. She was being stalked while this was happened. She was the harassment that women journalists in particular receive from on the Internet is pretty sinister and out of control. So overall, this entire situation has prompted outcry about the media's willingness to capitulate to bad faith campaigns from the right to censor journalists that Trump has spent the last four years calling fake news. Like I said, the circumstances around Wolf's firing, the Times claims that there is more to it, but you can't ignore what happened in this specific context, especially when you look at the fact that the Times still has numerous male reporters on staff who has been accused of misconduct. They still employ Rukmini Kalamachi, who basically they spent God knows how much money on an eight-part podcast series about terrorism that was based on a fake tip. So this is just paired with an overall... Suspicion that the media, especially after Trump did get so many votes again, is primed to way overreact to journalists' displays of basically any emotion. I don't even want to call it emotion, but what do we guys think? Sammy and I were talking about this story yesterday. Okay, when we were talking about it, I hadn't um, heard the Times denial
1: about the, it be, the firing being over this. And I'm like, it. fair enough. Okay, fair enough. I can believe that that may be true. But obviously this was the catalyst and for this to be the catalyst due to like, like if you're in a court, you would argue that like this was clearly the catalyst. Um, and this doesn't see like what her tweet was. First of all, it wasn't like it literally just said like I have chills like one could have chills at any inauguration. Yeah. It, or it could it's be special.
0: It could be related yeah. to anything. I could be like, ooh, a draft came through. While I was watching Biden land on a plane. Well, she posted the
1: photo. So she posted (laughs) right, right. I have COVID, so I have the chills. Yes, exactly. The president didn't do anything. Uh The
0: former president
1: did nothing about it. Yeah,
2: it wasn't, I have chills. It was, Who I have chills. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: But so, okay, like, again, it it really is, it's sexist. Let's be real. because, Because the truth is that there are so many reporters. It's also not just sexist, but I do think the real issue is that no one knew who she was because you have big reporters like you mentioned Rukmani Kalamachi at all types mm-hmm. of, of, of publications who make egregious mistakes and they do not get fired so it's like, but and and who express their opinions all the time literally every reporter i follow constantly is expressing their opinions like
2: right. <laughs> that's all they're doing it's right, like right i know i was saying the uh, it's like i don't like think around fantasizing about working for the new york times but anyone who's in media doesn't rule it out so i was like oh shit i will ne- they'll never hire me after what I've put out there, Jesus! Right, it makes no sense.
0: It sucks that Glenn Greenwald became Ugh. such a fucking oh, fuck. asshole internet troll. Like yeah. I wish, like I used to. Obviously, like, like he he had some great journal. He's a great journalist. You know, he's had some great. You know, journalistic discoveries or whatever you call yeah. it. And like the whole and so like and then so like watching him more more recently in the past few years, like on Twitter, it's just like you are a fucking bully. Right. Like yeah. he is like he is like angry like in like that's why that's why he departed the intercept. He's no longer associated with Jeremy Scahill and the Intercept. And it's like because they had to distance themselves with him because I just like I'm like, you are like mm-hmm. just like he, the, a mean person like get a fucking like hobby He's man mean. like yeah you're mean you're really just like unnecessary and you put people in danger that
2: type of um instinct oh, is, is is what a lot of times makes really good journalists because they just have that scrappiness to them but then there are some that are like yeah dude you're just mean for its own like, you don't have a, a value or a compass you're just like wherever mm-hmm. you see that you can jump on and apply cruelty and try to expose someone or make someone look bad he, he does it his, I don't understand what his guiding principles are. Nobody does. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. So like, I'm like, why are you just saying that? Like, what is the motivation, like, to, like get like internet trolls to attack this person because that's really what it seems like and it
2: proves that that's i mean why prove that yeah all you have to do to get woman journalists fired is have a bad faith twitter campaign against them and it works i've been thinking Mm -hmm. i've been using a phrase that i never thought i would use so much but it's don't let the terrorists win like why do we keep letting the terrorists win the literal terrorists we keep letting them win i thought we were not supposed to do that Right. I mean, when it comes – okay, when it comes to
1: like the Glenn Greenwald and the Barry Weisses of it all, like I understand their arguments about like – about sort of like the left-wing like doctrine and how like media figures are sort of, you know, not bullied but pressured into following it and like the eventual possible dangers of that. But he took this. This has nothing to do with that. Like I actually think that because he and like – he and these, you know, this kind of like cohort of people who wrote that like no canceling letter like a few, mm-hmm. you know, months back. Oh my God. Because they all now are like on this wavelength, it becomes like, let's just attack everybody who doesn't, who works in media, who doesn't like agree with us, which is ironic because that's their exact argument for the issue with the media. Right. And his tweet, his tweet against her was so not just bad faith, it was. It wasn't, like, accurate. It was his, like... The way I'm editorializing about the Republicans on this podcast is, like, the way he editorialized in his tweet, which then clearly was the catalyst for someone losing their job, which is just so... Why Why does he... And getting death yes. threats. Yes,
0: and, and getting... And right. getting stalked. It's yes. more than just her losing her job. It's putting right. her physical in life in danger. And it's, right. like... And he, like, he knows... He has this influence because it's happened before, and it continues to happen, and it continues to happen to women, most right. mostly. mostly. Yeah. Also,
2: if she was the role she was in, she is a very lauded reporter for covering very difficult subjects, specifically child rape, and a lot of um, it's it's pretty common for reporters who cover that sort of subject matter, it's like they don't do that 24-7, so it's pretty common for them to pick up freelance editing gigs, especially during really intense moments where outlets need more help. So I have to imagine, she was managing the live blog for the Times that day, and I, I assume had been in that role for a while doing various editorial tasks around there, which leads me to believe she had probably signed, she probably didn't have a morality clause. She didn't work for them. She could do whatever the fuck uh, she wanted. But also at the same time, I guess they could like let her go, but it's just yeah. such a misguided Way to overcorrect, and it worries me about the media. Always overcorrects when they don't predict an outcome correctly, but it's so misguided. It's like you're gonna you're gonna stop paying this woman who's helping you with your live blog, but you have reporters that have been there for decades that you, that are questionable that you'll keep around and defend till the death.
1: Yeah, I mean I have a lot to say about the New York Times you but and Donald we don't, no, <laughs> no no like he, he, that's the ironic part like i they contributed to his normalization mm-hmm. just as much as you could argue figures on the right wing did. Um, just because they happen to like also have scoops about his tax returns. Like those are individual reporters mm-hmm. that did that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the New York times in general is a discussion for another day, but yeah, I mean, I think that is a bigger conversation about um, normalization in the media and how they go about covering bad faith actions because every time a conservative cries foul about media bias, it literally just invites the media to well, be like, well, we'll, baby you and coddle you it's like why can't i cry
2: now that right yes. another headline from today throws that into perfect relief which is that the new york post published an op-ed by senator josh Hawley, alleging that he has been muzzled they do this without irony. The, it's on the front fucking... page, and it says he has been muzzled. He wrote a column in a national paper, and has faced he's faced like no meaningful consequences for his role in inciting the insurrection. He got his book canceled, and then somebody else bought it. So I doubt he lost a, a different
1: imprint. Yeah. at Simon and Schuster bought it. Mm-hmm. Simon and Schuster, the main imprint. Let it go, and then another entity
2: that they own. And he thought that was noteworthy. <laughs> he included that. If I were his editor, I'd be like, just don't even mention that because that does not support your case. And he's just <laughs> claiming all sorts of bullshit, uh, you know, about the Twitter it's just, bans. It's, it's
0: just, it's just hilarious. It's also a, it's a tabloid. The New York Post is a ta- New York Post is a tabloid magazine. It is. Um, when you Google it, it says tabloid, and mm-hmm. like it's just it is just so fucking hilarious and ridiculous that these people keep screaming that they're being censored and muzzled and i'm he- if i'm hearing you you are not being fucking censored and muzzled like what are you talking about like it is just like so ironic like it's the other congresswoman on the floor wearing a mask that says censored She's speaking on the floor when of the, the House people that
2: are censored are these are these people that are getting fired from the new york times <laughs> for tweeting a sentiment that every single person
0: felt. And Josh Hawley is just acting like a, you know, entitled straight white man who has to face the consequences of his actions and who a lot of the time has never had to face the consequence of their actions. So when you are forced to be held accountable for the first time in your life, you become a crazy person. You like that's yeah. when you do like crazy shit, and so like that's true. I, he he's just gonna like. I think this is crazy. This is just wild.
2: Is that why the Real Housewives always melt down the first season? Because it's just Probably. the first time they've ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same vibe. Uh, but they haven't watched
1: themselves yet. Oh um, yes, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. The thing with Josh Hawley, and we can do also. He should get his own fucking episode because Josh Hawley is the biggest. I wanna say liar, but I guess it's bigger than that because his entire self-representation is a lie. He acts like he's like this populist. Meanwhile, he's educated at like Stanford, the most elite schools. He is the Senator from Missouri, but he doesn't actually fucking live in Missouri. No. That's oh, the yeah. craziest thing. It's he crazy not live in Missouri.
2: And he is the fucking voter fraud person.
1: Yeah, yeah. He is building like a vacation home in Missouri So that he can now, I guess, now kind of claim to live in Missouri. It's like, and he's like, you know, I'm just representing the people of Missouri's questions by asking about questioning the results in Pennsylvania. (laughs) And it's like, you don't live in fucking, you don't live in, you're not representing Missouri. You don't live there. You don't live in Pennsylvania. Like, who are you? He's like a political mercenary where it's just like, oh, I'll just go be wherever I need to be. And like causing, you know what? I'm just pissed that he is Claire McCaskill's job because I Uh. fucking love watching her every day.
0: It's he's so just funny. like an attention seeker. He's trying to, he's doing whatever he can Power to higher. elevate himself no matter what he has to do. We, it's yeah. just so ridiculous. And then we,
2: meanwhile, Ted Cruz is tweeting that the that the Paris Climate Accord doesn't do anything for people in Pittsburgh. I, oh my God. <laughs> Pennsylvania,
1: Ted, you rise to up. Princeton. <laughs> Ted, you went to Princeton. I do not want to hear it. You
2: know. <laughs> Ted, that that you is went the, to Princeton. Let's call the episode yeah. that.
1: Yeah, you like like are you kidding me ted don't pull this bullshit i know you're smarter than that i'm pretty sure he was like at the top of his class at princeton everyone hated him he was also the top of most hated people class yeah. his clearly. freshman year
2: roommate is constantly saying that he was the worst person ever
1: oh did you see his uh his feud with seth rogan obviously oh, yes. saw it. i hope that seth rogan never stops bullying <laughs> ted cruz on twitter
0: mm-hmm.
1: until he i
2: don't know Like is
0: no longer a public official. Peak
2: peak 2021 sentiment. Peak 2021. Yeah, Yeah. that's our show for today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman.
0: I'm Brian Russell Smith.
2: I'm Sammy Sage, and this is the Betches Podcast. The Betches SUP podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico,
1: and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.